0: the mystery and the majesty of the Trinity. We're gonna discuss the Holy Spirit in this episode, and we're trying to figure out more about him and how we can grow closer to him and what that might look like. Welcome to the 3D Disciples Podcast, where we're working together to develop disciples who display God's love as we deploy into God's world. Join us on this journey by liking, subscribing, and following this channel. I'm your host, Hannah, and alongside us is the pastor of FBC Clarion, Jason Hunter. May Jesus help us climb to new heights. So there's this story that says, I heard about a little boy who was frightened one night during a great thunderstorm. He called out to his father from his bedroom and said, Daddy, I'm scared. Come in here. His dad, who had settled in for the night and wanted to go to sleep, told the little little boy, Mm Son, it's all right. God is with you in that room right now. You're okay. There was a moment of silence. Then the little boy shot back. Dad, right now I need Jesus with the skin on. <laughs> you never heard that? A little No, anecdote. that was a good one. Oh, I, I, so I heard that one way back when. <laughs> and I'm sure there's variations of it. But um, I always just kind of remembered it because I, I can really relate to the little kid because there's something about the Holy Spirit that feels, like, ethereal or imaginary, and, it's like, I just want something that I can physically connect with. Like, have you had similar thoughts before that it's just, like, something that's hard to connect with physically?
1: Um, yeah, sure. I mean, um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well the follow up question well, was like yeah, I don't know where we're you, going, uh, you know yeah, like something. how do we overcome that? Like this so this we're talking about living in a relationship with God. Right. And this relationship is vastly different in many ways from a relationship that you would have with anyone else because there's that physical part, at least for me, it just feels like it's missing. So like how do we overcome or like what maybe we look at it from a different perspective? Um well to handle I, I, that part.
1: Well, I think your tradition has a lot to do with that. I grew up Baptist. And mm-hmm. I make some jokes about the, the one thing that scares Baptists more than anything in the world is the Holy Spirit. They're not they're not afraid of the rapture, not afraid of any time, but you bring the Holy Spirit into the conversation, they'll run like screaming little children. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, just because it's something um, that they haven't, it's not part of their tradition. Like mm. uh, if you think about like some of the charismatic or Pentecostal movements or that kind of stuff where they really talk about the Holy Spirit a lot mm-hmm. and they focus on it a lot yeah. um, and it's part of their tradition coming up and, and com- people are much more comfortable with that. Um, Baptists are much more formulated or traditionally much more formulated, much more rigid, more much more like... Uh, especially in the South where I grew up, I mean, you could go into any church out of the 500 that's within 20 miles of your house, uh, as far as Baptist churches, and you could, all, you know, the order of worship is going to be in the exact mm-hmm. same. You know, mm-hmm. there was a, there was a formula to that. Um, they liked that preparation and that kind of order. Um, that's what they leaned on, and so I didn't grow up concentrating, thinking about, or really contemplating the holy spirit a whole lot there wasn't a lot of teaching on that like yes you have him in you and and he does some kind of things like you know conviction of your sin and he comforts you and Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff um but really thinking about that being that your helper your everyday presence um you know that he's really communicating with you and and really that he's real Mm -hmm. um was not part of what I grew up. And so as I've gotten older, so yeah, so there was a time when he was like that, very ethereal, very um, un- misunderstood or not understood, not even misunderstood, just yeah. not not understood, not, yeah. not thought about, not contemplated, not taught on, um, you know, in a lot of kind of ways. Um, as I've grown older and hopefully matured, I'm, I'm just going to we'll work on the assumption that I've matured. Um, <laughs> And I have been exposed to other traditions and other other people's theology and other people's thinking and experiences and, mm-hmm. and contemplated those myself as I spent more time in the scriptures just studying, thinking about, talking to the spirit. Uh, I've grown to realize the reality of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say today that... I know how the spirit communicates with me, like, and I can hear him, Mm -hmm. you know, not in an audible way, of course, but like, there's a voice in my head. There's a, there's an emotion. There's a feeling that I get. There's a, there's an experience that I have Mm -hmm. when he's really communicating with me. And it's real. Um, I have, I can say I've felt his presence. There have been times when I've been, it's been very, very clear that I was like, his presence was very manifest to me mm-hmm. um and uh and so the reality of his presence, the reality of his being, the reality of him um has has grown in a lot of ways, but I think it it takes some concentration it takes some mm-hmm. like i need to to think about talk to realize and and really what really gave me the first what really gave me the first steps in that so i can tell you how to take step one in that Mm -hmm. and that's like admitting that it's him um and so so for example a lot of times in church people will come and they'll say after a service after a sermon they'll say oh i felt like you were talking to me and i will say i wasn't but the Holy Spirit, a Holy Spirit was talking to you mm. and, and trying to get people to say, Hey, Holy Spirit was talking to me today during yeah. the sermon. You know, that 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 simple act of admitting that when you're feeling a conviction, you're having a prompting, you're learning something, the Bible's coming alive to you, it's being illuminated, that you're gaining an understanding. That's all the work of the spirit. Yeah. And so by giving him credit. It makes him real like oh, the spirit opened my eyes to understand the scripture today, you know, and and really um, what I what I talk to people about is like when I was a kid, I believe there was this little tiny creature (laughs) with wings who had a fascination with my molars and oh. and <laughs> yeah okay you right yeah. we call him the tooth fairy yeah, the right tooth fairy. and like he, he would come and take my teeth and yeah. give me money yeah. you know and i believed he was real why did i believe he was real because my parents talked about him like he was real mm-hmm. you know the easter bunny you know i believe there was this rabbit that laid eggs mm-hmm. and chocolate ones too you know and like why because they talked about him mm-hmm. and so I, I realized that that when we talk about something like it's real, mm-hmm. we begin to think about it like it's real. And we don't talk about the spirit like it's like he's real very yeah. often. And so just having conversations like, you know, and, and another one for me was like, I would get these um, promptings. That's all they are. Like somebody would be on my mind, you know, like I would wake up, I'd be sitting in my office, I'd be doing a to do list or whatever. And some person would randomly come to my head. You know, and like, I'm like oh, I haven't heard to, from talking to so and so for so long. Why am I thinking about so and so? And so, I got to believing that that was the spirit trying to communicate to me. And so, what I started doing is that happened. I made the phone call. I'd call them, and say, "Hey, I just called and check on you." Whatever. And very often there would be, like, I can't. I was just thinking about calling you, or mm-hmm. this just happened, or there would be some reason for me to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And it and it was it was perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. And so as I started to believe that he was talking to me and prompting me. And then I started to react to his prompting. And then I saw the fruit of that. It made it even more real and more real. Yeah. So these are like steps and growing this relationship with him. Like he is prompting me. He is telling me these things. And then I'm giving him credit. And and they like, and I'm like, well, Holy spirit told me to call you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know? And it's like, and so it just becomes more real and more real and more real. And so today yeah. I get those promptings. I'm pretty quick to respond to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, so like you so almost forth.
0: get in a, a sense of a, like it requires a sense of awareness of what he's doing. Otherwise you could just credit it to something else. You could credit it to coincidence. You could credit it to luck or, or what yeah, have well, you. But
1: the the example I use in sermons about this quite often is, is we have to train ourselves to hear him, to experience him, to know him. Mm-hmm. And so like when Carly was little, um, it, it was amazing that I worked with her, and, and I didn't do this on purpose. But, but I had a way of getting Carly's attention. Like I could snap my finger, and Carly could be in a crowd of twenty or thirty people. And if she was doing something I want to get her, I could snap my finger, and she, she knew that was my snap over hmm. all other sounds in in the room. And she would look at me, and like, and she could be you know ten, twenty feet away from me. If I could snap it loud enough, yeah, she like what. You know, and she, and she because she had through just growing up with me or whatever, it became this way of like she was attuned to hearing that sound. Yeah. And and when we if we work on that relationship with the spirit, acknowledging him, responding to him, learning to hear, tr- kind of attuning ourselves to how he communicates to us. Mm-hmm. Then I think we become then it starts. like, Oh, wow. He's. Yeah, he's here.
0: Yeah, cool. I like hearing all that background. Um, You had also mentioned in the sermon that God is taking up residence in us. I think you actually took that from someone else from Zion, perhaps, during the Fruit of the Spirit series. Um, So, therefore, since the, the Spirit is taking residence up in us, do we meet more of the Holy Spirit by meeting more disciples and spending time with them? Is it kind of safe to say that?
1: Can you say that again? So,
0: so do we meet more of the Holy Spirit or can meet the Holy Spirit through other disciples?
1: Uh, Yeah. And, that, and so here's another way of realizing his reality, I, and I'll give you a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my previous church, um, they had never really done any um, mission trips. And so one of our goals was to, one of my goals was to, you know, introduce in the missions and, and take them on the first mission trip. And so um, if you're SBC has a, a clearinghouse, it's, it used to be called the bridge and like people could put in across the nation put in requests, like, we need a team to come do this, and we need a team to come do this, and we need to. And so literally, like, when you pulled up the bridge, there would be thousands of mission requests, like a church and wherever needs a team to come do a vacation Bible school or backyard Bible club or, or paint the parsonage or, or whatever thing that they were looking for help for and so i got to looking through thousands of these requests and like well which one is the one that we need to go on and so i started you know kind of narrowing it down i knew i wanted a construction job because i had some people with some skills in that way and you know doing a physical job is a really good first mission trip because there was nothing and there's something when you leave you can really see the progress you make kind of thing Mm -hmm. so anyway i had some parameters um and so anyway, so I started calling some people, and I was like, okay. And they were, you know, calling the pastor, the requestee, and talking with them on the phone. And, and it would be like, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. And then I, you know, and then I called this pastor from West Virginia, Ivydale, West Virginia. And, uh, and like within 10 seconds of hearing his voice, like I knew this was the place to go. Because, and what I accredited it to was the spirit in him and the spirit in me connected with each other mm-hmm. over the phone. And like I knew, like it was just this connection, like this was right, this was it. And so I, and so oft, and I've had that kind of experience more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may experience it sometimes. I've seen it in and um just like in public places being in line with someone and someone responds to you differently and you're like wait a second i think you're a christian aren't you <laughs> and, and and so you're in and like and i'll start a conversation and 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 like oh you're a believer like i knew there was something about you that was yeah. drawing me to you yeah i definitely
0: had that too you yeah.
1: know and that's the spirit it's it kind of like a so magnet. so like an
0: aura around it's us. It's like a yeah. magnet;
1: it it draws to itself.
0: Yeah, and yeah. it connects
1: us with one another. And and so a lot of times you can, you can just like feel those things, and mm-hmm. it's it's pretty amazing. But yeah, that one when we went to Ivydale was like, this is the place, and we had a great experience. It was an unbelievable success, and the Lord moved, and we actually did two there. We ended up next year coming right back, and mm-hmm. and and helping him get his church off the ground there, and. But, uh, yeah, it was like there was no doubt within within a minute, really, of, of talking to him like, yep, I feel the sp- I could feel the spirit through the phone, like <laughs> connect. We like like it was my best friend that I hadn't talked to in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it.
0: All right, Genesis 126. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Is the us here the Trinity? Well, that might be a theological question. That's a <laughs> theological question. Okay.
1: So there's two options. Okay. Um, I believe it reflects the Trinity. Okay. I, would, I, I, I would teach that. Some people who want to downplay that, they call that the plurality of majesty. It's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And so because it's God talking and he and the writer is trying to make him majestic, make put him in a above normal position, they plural pluralize plural, make his name plural. Okay. Uh, it's called the plurality of ma- majesty. And that it's just it's not to reflect the trinity it's just to re- reflect the majesty that this is god who's talking about. Mm-hmm. Which interestingly enough is a plurality. So I being more conservative usually teach I think it is evidence of mm-hmm that God's always been Trinity.
0: So where I go from there though, is like most other references in the Bible from there on out, minus that one in Genesis one that I know of is more so refers to God in the singularness. Like I am, I am. Um, so I'm just kind of confused on that. Um, about like, how come there's no other times that he mentions us, I guess.
1: Um, so to to well, know, for us to understand that there Well, I'd have to probably three. dig into a whole lot of... Uh, <laughs> we
0: can
1: move fast. It's just some Hebrew uh, um, wording to make sure that that takes place. Yeah. Because there may be some other ones. Um, but we do see... So we tend to see the Trinity lived out in the old Testament and the Trinity is not as particularly developed in the old Testament as much as it is in the new Testament. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's a lot of stories in the, in the old Testament about where you'll see this, this particular person show up called the angel of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he shows up quite often, very often. Very Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of scholars believe that may have been the pre incarnate Christ that's mm-hmm. the son. And so it's not an angel of the lord, it's the angel of the lord. It's it's a special an angel's messenger. Mm-hmm. And so and message is word. Right. And, right. So, and, God, and Jesus so is the word. Yeah. And so there's so so we see them we, there's other places we see the spirit working in the Old Testament and then and then a lot of times God is called it's El, but I think the word Elohim is is um which is the word for God in Genesis one one mm. is El that's the plural the Elo in English is the, is God singular. Elohim mm-hmm. is God's or the plurality of God. Okay. And so Elohim may be used throughout the Old Testament a little bit more than hmm. than. So we'd have to dig into some wording and see how how often <laughs> how nerdy the word do you get? how yeah, yeah. <laughs> how often Elohim that plurality is used throughout the Old Testament scriptures. <laughs> I am guessing it's more it's, often. There's, Maybe in the English. I there's think, probably but... some other places.
0: Okay. Um, and then a lot of the it was the fruit of the spirit sermon. Um, we kept talking about Galatians five. And so there were two lists. There's like the flesh and the spirit list. But we, you had mentioned like trying to go through those two lists and like check mark off maybe where you stood both of those lists. And I was thinking about that a little deeper and I was like, well, non-believers have characteristics in both of those lists as well. So how do we know if we have the Holy spirit specifically as Christians when pretty much everyone has something in both of those lists,
1: um, maybe. Okay. <laughs> so love, joy, surface. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's most of them. Um, and so it comes down to what kind of love.
0: Yeah, I think and we discussed a, this once in the podcast. Right. I was like everybody it, loves, and you're like, well.
1: Everybody does, yeah. or everybody would say they do. Yeah. But is it? Agape love Mm -hmm. is the self-sacrifice for the good of others, regardless of any return I get for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and so and I I think some people still, I mean, even the worst of us can do good things on or what we might classify as good things. And so so there's an argument about depravity, depravity of, of human of humans are all humans depraved or are humans depraved as much as they possibly can be. And so I argue that all humans are depraved to some degree. You know, they're fallen and they're sinful. I'm not sure all humans are as absolutely depraved as they possibly can be, which means that we still, being image bearers, Mm -hmm. like even sinners are still image bearers, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they can still do some of the characteristics. They still have some of that image left. Yeah. And I think it comes to the surface sometimes, Yeah. Um, Yeah. you know, but um but it's really the heart of that you know this that what we should expect as as disciples is all of those things not just some of those things and that's kind of the whole point of that sermon is mm-hmm. is like all of those descriptions as descriptions of all of the Holy Spirit. And if he's living in you, you should have all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and so not just some of them. Mm-hmm. Which
0: I like the way you had described, like, you know, if you feel like you don't have some of them, maybe it's just not ripe yet. You know, right. Yeah, There's yeah,
1: I think there's a maturity process in, in some of that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So there's the story of Samson in the book of Judges. I don't know if you know where I'm going here. But he receives the spirit and then is separated from the spirit, like on and off, actually, quite a few times um it's that's in judges 14 through 16 um so since reading that story i read it more so when i was younger i've kind of been afraid that the spirit will leave me because of my sin which is one of like i'm assuming one of the reasons why it left samson um so can this happen can we lose the holy spirit based on our actions
1: well and again so old testament new testament mm-hmm. some some major differences there okay. um the old testament the spirit was given to people um, and was sent and withdrawn, um, but it wasn't promised like it was in the New Testament. So in the New Testament, Jesus, you know, that famous line, Jesus says, you know, it's to your advantage and I go away because if I go away, this basically the Spirit's going to come. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and, he, and so he's this promise and this seal, and the Spirit's really the seal of our salvation. Um, and he was just he empowered people in the Old Testament in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, What I would say is I do not believe that your sin drives the spirit out of you. Okay. But I do believe it might make you um, deaf to his voice. Hmm. Um, Or, you know, I I think what maybe there's maybe a better way to think about it is Sin is like cotton in our spiritual ears. <laughs> it's like we were talking about hearing the voice of the Spirit, mm-hmm, you know. And mm-hmm. as, if we have sin in our lives, it's particularly unrepentant sin, mm. then it's like stuffing cotton in our ears. And so it gets harder and harder to hear Him. Mm. Harder, you know, and it just, we keep building up this, this kind of barrier between us. I yeah. think He's still there. Yeah. Um, but I think the barrier limits our ability to perceive Him. Uh, another way I usually describe it is like, you know if it's daytime when the sun you know when the earth turns towards face of the sun right the sun's always in the sky right but there's a difference on a cloudy day and a non-cloudy day, mm-hmm. you know. You, we how, know a how, lot about in Pennsylvania. Right. It's
0: cloudy all the time. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and on those days where the clouds are gone and we get to bask in the full rays of the sun, it's like, mm-hmm. it's different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, big time. And so I think sin in our lives acts like clouds Ooh. and like the spirit's still there, Yeah. Yeah. you know, and we may still be able, be able to feel some of the effects of him, mm-hmm. but we don't get to feel the full effect of him. Mm-hmm. And so repentance and confession and getting that stuff. Clears away the the clouds. Clears the clouds. Out of the ways so <laughs> yeah. we can fully experience yeah. Him more. I think that's what happens. Yeah, I um, like that metaphor. That we don't drive Him away.
0: Yeah, I like that metaphor a lot. And that does, and you bringing up the fact that this is a new covenant now, and there's there's a different role of the Spirit than there was then.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I actually think the Spirit fulfills what Jesus promised in the Great Commission. Yeah. And lo behold, I will be with you even to the end End of the the age. age. I think it's the Holy Spirit that fulfills that.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. All right. Quote from the sermon. Okay. You love these. (laughs) You're like, I said that? (laughs) Um, The problem is most of us don't want to get into the situation we need to get into to experience him being the Holy Spirit. We want to experience him and remain comfortable at the same time. That's generally not how it works. What did you mean by that?
1: So there's a famous, this is another one of those famous lines uh, that's out there. Uh, I like a lot. It's, it's a line from The Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe. Okay. And the littlest girl, and I can't remember the characters' names right off the top of my head right now, but the youngest girl, they were talking about meeting Aslan, the lion. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Lucy. Uh, Lucy, and yes. she's talking to the okay. beavers. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like, is he a tame lion? And Mr. Beaver goes, oh, no, he's a wild beast. He's a, you know, he's a wild lion. Yeah. And um, and I reference that because I think that's the way a lot of people approach the spirit. Mm -hmm. They're they're like, oh, he's powerful, he's this lion, you know, but they want him to be tame, Mm -hmm. and they know if they. I think the fear is like if we start going down the spirit road, you know, who knows what that might happen, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and and that's flavored today because. A lot of people hype up like the Spirit, you know, and wrongly represent what the Spirit does, you know, like the manifestations of some of the... I don't know if you've ever seen these people who, like, fall into laughing fits and running up and down the aisle and (laughs) jumping jumping pews. And, I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff that... goes on in a lot of churches that's attributed to the spirit. I was just watching one today and it's, and the pastor is standing on the pulpit, jumping up and down and is about to break the pulpit, you know, and just bouncing up and down. I don't think that's really the spirit. I I just really don't. Not, not to, not to where it makes, it's just ridiculous. But I think people are afraid that if they really know the spirit, trust the spirit and start to follow the spirit, he's kind of a wild card he's kind of like that Mm -hmm. untamed lion and they're just not sure that that they they're they're afraid Mm -hmm. and so i think this we have to if we're going to follow the spirit we're going to follow god Mm -hmm. he's probably going to lead us to uncomfortable places he Mm -hmm. is he is not tame Mm -hmm. you know and he's he's courageous and he wants us to be courageous and he'll lead us places that calls us to be courageous and outside ourselves and places of faith. This is a Blackaby saying, Uh, Henry Blackaby from experiencing God. You know, like if you want to experience God, Mm -hmm. you got to get in a God-sized hole. Mm -hmm. We (laughs) talked about that once. Yeah, You know, and it's that same kind of idea. Like, I want to experience the Spirit. You know, I want to know the Spirit. I want to feel the Spirit. But I don't really want to get in a place where I have to Mm -hmm. really see what He's all about because (laughs) that's... A little bit uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and going—it's funny you mentioned the Chronicles of Narnia um, series because I was just looking for that in the bookstore, literally yesterday. Um, but when you think—if you go back to that story—is when you are willing to dive into it, think of all these adventures and yeah. and the the growth of that relationship you have because you're learning to trust and lean uh, on that person. So
1: yeah, it's it's the difference of like the first in the first book where they stumble into Narnia, mm-hmm. following the spirit is like. Okay, I'm gonna step into Narnia now. Yeah, you know, as they start I, doing I, in right, future books. Yeah, yeah, in the future books, they they know like okay, they're they're willing to put themselves out there. Then the first time, they just kind of like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. After that, it's like, all right. Well, if I follow the Spirit, if I follow God, it's gonna be this could be a wild ride. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Our prayer is that you've heard something today that will help you be a better disciple of Jesus Christ. We also want to encourage you to make sure you take your next step in your discipleship journey by considering what it is you would do about what you heard today, and then go and do it. Finally, we want to invite you to join us at 1030 on Sundays, either at our Main Street campus in downtown Clarion between Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's, or online at fbcclarion.com. God bless.